there's this guy with two broken legs and uh, he's strapped to a stretcher and loaded onto a helicopter. The helicopter takes off and obviously we assume the guy is being medevaced somewhere but he's actually not because the helicopter comes to a stop 3,000 feet above the desert floor. They open the door and throw the guy out to his death. That's how the book starts. And then chapter two, it turns out that the guy that was just killed used to work with Reacher in the army. And another of his old unit mates gets hold of Reacher, gives him the bad news, and says, I want you to do something about this. And Reacher, of course, says, well, you bet I'll do something about it. You don't throw my friends out of helicopters and live to tell the tale. And the woman says, no, I want you to do something else. I want you to put the old unit back together. And that's the theme of the book. It's a reunion book. They get back together to avenge the death of their friend. First problem is they can't find any of the others. So it starts from there. The voice you just heard there was that of Lee Child speaking about his book, Bad Luck and Trouble. Bad Luck and Trouble by Lee Child or Reacher Season 2, exclusive to Amazon and many dodgy streaming sticks, is Jack Reacher, the 20 stone, 7 foot, slightly autistic vagabond. And he's back. He's back with this roller coaster of a story where the Grim Reaper seems to have a season pass. The story kicks off with Jack's old military buddy, Carl France. Carl France, Carl France, one of the two, kicking the bucket, which sets off a chain reaction of their other pals, Manuel Orozco and Jorge Sanchez, also deciding to check out permanently. The 110th Special Investigations Unit, which includes Jack, Francis Neagley, David O'Donnell, Carla Dixon, who are like the Scooby-Doo gang, if Scooby and Shaggy were like train killers and... Very, very fuckable. In the story, they decide to play detective and find out who's been playing whack-a-mole with their mates. It's like a high school reunion, only instead of bad dance music and awkward conversations, there's like murder and very questionable acting. The villain of the story is Shane Langston, the head of security at a tech company called New Age, who is also involved in a scheme to sell surface to air weapon systems. Because nothing says head of security quite like international arms dealing. He kidnaps Dixon and O'Donnell in a misguided attempt to get to Reacher, which is akin to trying to put out a hot fat fire with water. The season finale is a whirlwind of action with Jack playing a deadly game of hide and seek in a facility to save Dixon and O'Donnell. After a scuffle in a helicopter, Jack decides to give Langston a science lesson in gravity. It ends with a bang, leaving viewers on the edge of their seats, wondering if they've accidentally signed up to a stress-induced ulcer. The season peels back the layers of Reacher's tough exterior, revealing the soft, chewy centre of a man who could snap you like a fucking twig. So yeah, Reacher Season 2 and Bad Luck and Trouble by Lee Child. An absolute action adventure and also the topic of today's podcast. And welcome to the Adapted to Screen podcast coming to you live from the A2S Comedy Bar and Club in downtown Birmingham. I am Richie. I'm Phil. And I'm Steve. And this week we will be covering the book Bad Luck and Trouble by Lee Child and we'll be putting it up against the 
Reacher Season 2 on Amazon Prime, The Reacher Season 2 on Amazon Prime. So we'll be discussing that. The Adapted to Screen podcast is an entertaining podcast where we take a book and maybe a pamphlet or some sort of, some sort of text and put it up against its on-screen counterpart, whether that be a TV series, which it is this week, or a film. So yeah, that's what we're doing. We're doing those two things and joining me phil how are you yes richard the body i am well thank you very much for asking uh, how the devil are you um i yeah i'm good i'm good um steve steve has something to say he's he does. Uh, bouncing up and down what you got to say no, steve? no look, i pressed that by mistake the hand i meant to press mute while phil was talking and i always pressed the wrong one so um but i am 50 now so i do make computer mistakes so can only <laughs> apologize <laughs> <laughs> So, Bad Luck and Trouble and Regis Season 2. Phil, how was your journey? Uh, yeah, um, I enjoyed the book. Always do with um, with Lee Child's books. I've got the... I showed you earlier on, Richard, and I show uh, Steve. I got the got the most recent Reacher there, which I was just telling Richie Steve. I haven't been able to read that or that yet because I've been reading Harry Potter. I've been reading what is it, the bloody Christmas Carol, The Wanderers, this. So, um, <laughs> so, so actual enjoyment reading is out the window at the moment. But I enjoyed almost all aspects of the TV series, except for probably the last episode, which was dog shit. But we'll talk about that. Later. I mean, you're not really selling the podcast. It's like, well, well, I'm having to do these fucking books. I don't really want to. I've got other books that I'd like uh, to read. No, it might be, it might no. be worth us trying to find books that we enjoy for the podcast. No. Right? It's not that, is it? Right? Sorry, I'm sorry that, that, of course, because you're listening to an entertaining podcast, everyone. Um, no, all I'm saying is, I've got, I've got two books that I've got to read, right? That I want to read, but I can eat because I got to read all the other stuff for this. You see, because I'm a proper reader, not like you two, half fucking half job who get the audio book anyone can do that anyone can put an audio book on and fucking stand still at work for eight hours and go well fucking read a book today didn't i you see if i can do this right while my gaffer's watching me working right what are you doing phil don't know but i'm on chapter 30 fucking two no i'd never get away with it would i um no but no that was yeah no as i said richie uh, i enjoyed it uh, it was good last episode was shit but there we go half job phil half job i'll swap you what i do on this podcast for what you do <laughs> <laughs> i bring i'm the talent richie i'm the talent make no mistake that was a conversation killer <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, Steve, how are you? How was your journey? Brilliant. I, I struggled with the book. I got to be honest with you. I don't know if it's because I didn't read it like I shouldn't, like I should have done, or because I listened to it on Audible. But it was just the the voices when when they, they ever the narrator went into a woman's voice. It sounded like the voice I used to put on pretending to be mum to be my mum <laughs> saying that I couldn't come into work that day. It was just so it was just so cringy. It was unbelievable. But I really really enjoyed the series. I really did. It was a uh, I watched it over two nights. That's how much I enjoyed it. It was a, it was fantastic, the series. So, yeah, but the book, it was just too... It was so descriptive. It was unreal. I, I remember reading the book, The Day of the Jackal, years ago, and it was just like that. It was just, like, so meticulous in yeah, description. Yeah, yeah. And he would, he, would, he would describe pointless stuff. Like, for example, um, one about to say, it obviously didn't happen in the book, but it sometimes felt like this. Richard walked into the room. There was an acrid smell about the place. <laughs> you couldn't tell if it was the smell of death or rotten food. <laughs> he had a chicken sandwich a few weeks ago that he had left in the room and didn't eat. When he came back a week later, 
water. It smelt a lot like this room. The thought of chicken sandwiches was making him feel hungry. He struggled to scan the room with his big blue eyes because the light was very dim. It was an old fluorescent strip bulb that clearly had had its day, covered in a yellowing plastic with dead flies scattered all over. He turned slightly to his left and saw John hiding in the corner, so he shot him in the head. Chapter 5 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I think I'd said to Steve, though, that that's what you get on an audio book, isn't it? Whereas if yeah. you're reading it, that information's probably there, but you, it doesn't really, it makes no difference because you've read that in... In, in in five seconds, you haven't had to hear some bloke go. Will give you that description yeah. in audio form, if you know what I mean. And it, and it's when you read a book, you read it in your own voice. It's sort of like when you listen to Waterboy, you're listening Fuck, to it. Imagine else, imagine it? reading a book in your two's voices. Oh my god, people would be like chapter one. I can't finish it. They'd be like no. <laughs> chapter one, Richard gets out of his car, right, and goes down the road. <laughs> he doesn't roll his arse. Yeah. He'd be like, you're pushing your luck, you are, pal. <laughs> right. As I stated before, this is an entertaining podcast. We've got lots of different sections to try and keep it entertaining. For example, our first section, we're gonna go we're gonna take to the stage here at the A2S Comedy Club and we're gonna put our hands together and give a warm welcome to our resident comedian, Stephen Dodd. Okay, okay, evening everybody. Welcome to the A2S Comedy Club. My name's Steve Dodd, your resident comedian. Jack Reacher, what a man. His parents decided to call him Reacher because he came from a family of umpalumpers and was the only one in the family who could change a light bulb. As you all know, you big Reacher fans, his famous catchphrase is on the man with no address. Which is why Giacomo could never deliver his clothes. Every time Richard buys new clothes, he throws his old ones in the trash, the American word for bin, within that store, except in Primark, where he just puts them back on the rack for resale. The author, Lee Child, was asked to write about the seedy world of British crime, corruption and media manipulation. His book, The Conservative Years, 2010 to 2024, is out next month. The author, whose real name is Jack Dover, uses the writing name Lee Child to create a distinction between Jack Reacher and his other characters, and it also allows him to sign on too. The author has a brother, Andrew. He's also an author. When in school, many years ago, their teacher was too scared to ask them to write about what they'd done over the summer. And a little known fact here, Lee Child was born in Coventry and spent his formative years in Birmingham. He then moved to New York to get away from the crime and street gangs. And that's all from me, folks. Thank you very much.
And that's all we have from Steve and Dodd and his comedy section. Thank you very much for that, Steve. So we're going to move... Well, we would move into uh, Author's Bump, Fritchie. Uh, but we've we can done... move into Author's Bump. I, have to, I do have it next on the list. No, but it's just that we've done Author's Bump for for Lee Child before, haven't we? Because we've obviously covered... Yeah, go and covered... listen to a previous episode. Yeah, we covered... Was it One Shot? The book, yeah. one shot, and the first movie. Although, if you like, I have one slight fact for you on Author's Bump was that Francis Neagley, the character Francis Neagley, is actually a real person. The aforementioned person, Francis Neagley, won a Boucheron charity auction to have her character named in the book, and she won. And that's where the name Francis Neagley comes from. That is a fun fact. And speaking of fun facts... Chihard bodies really informative and interesting fun facts. Yes, that's right. Unfortunately, I think Phil's fun fact might, might beat all of mine. Uh, <laughs> so, so my fun facts this week... My first one is Reacher. I mean, for those who are fans of Reacher, you, you all know that he's a vagabond. He's, he's kind of like a modern-day gypsy. But uh, And he's known not for settling down or staying in one place. But briefly, he did settle down. Jack Reacher isn't the commitment type, but he briefly settles down with Jodie Garber, the daughter of one of his commanding officers in the book Tripwire. But by the book Echo Burning, the two have broken up. He also sleeps with Detective Theresa Lee in Gone Tomorrow. But that has got fuck all to do with anything. I don't know why I wrote it. So, But yeah, that's a, that's one fun fact about Reacher. Another one is Jack, Re- Jack Reacher, with a W, was originally named Franklin. But then one day at the grocery store, a child was asked to grab something from a high shelf by his wife. And she noted that if things go right, he could always find a job as a Reacher. So that's where the name Reacher came from. And that is my fun fact. Not so fun this week, though. Chihard bodies really informative and interesting fun facts. He also collaborated with a band called uh, Naked Blue on an album inspired by Jack Reacher, which came out in 2018. So, yeah, that's that. That's that section done. Uh, we're going to move on to the next section. And looking at the list of sections on my list of sections to do, the next section is Richie and Phil's amazing, if not sometimes slightly creepy, trailer. So we're going to move on to our next section and the next section for all you fans who already know what's happening is the rapey trailer section. I'm not supposed to call it that. Phil doesn't like it. It's the, um, it's the, uh... You said that you weren't going to, that you wasn't going to start calling it rapey trailer anymore, that you were going to say like fun trailers and not something to do with sexual assault. (laughs) This is the sexual assault trailer where me and Phil make a a trailer. For the film or series or book or whatever that we're talking about. Um, it's my favourite part. I'm, I'm going to play mine because Phil hasn't got one at the moment and hopefully by the time it's finished, Phil might have something. We'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, here is my trailer for Reacher. In a world where danger lurks around every corner, one man stands tall, like really fucking tall. Jack Reacher is back. And this time, he's taking on his toughest challenge yet, a security guard in a factory. 
when a member of his elite group of army special investigators is murdered. Reacher is pulled from his vagabond life by a coded message that makes no fucking sense at all. He and some of his former military cohorts reunite to investigate and soon realize the case is bigger than they ever could have imagined. But as they get closer to the truth, they find themselves in the crosshairs of a powerful enemy. Again, just a security guard in a factory. With explosions, gunfire, and high-speed chases, Reacher Season 2 promises to be an action-packed thrill ride that will keep you on the edge of your seat. So that's my trailer. Uh, Phil, did you come up with something during that now? Uh, yes. Um, I like the way that, Richard, that, that you say your trailer, when what you've done, <laughs> you've found somebody else's work and then just played it and gone, this is mine. No, 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 Phil, I, I, I would like to... Uh, no, that... I did that, all of that. I put that all together. That's, oh, okay. That's my material. Oh, sorry, I that's do apologise. That's my material, and I used an AI voice, so fuck you really hard. Oh, you see, <laughs> right, that's the problem with AI, isn't it? The problem with AI, you can never tell who's doing what, and I know that you love your bit of AI. What happened to Kylie? Yeah, but she, did, she didn't fit with what we was doing. No, she was a bitch. Uh, yes, I have found, Richie, I have found somebody else's words, and I will use them in... <laughs> In, in a voice styled on somebody else's voice. Uh, however, it shall be me doing it. Here we go. Uh, are you ready? <clears throat> I can't read that. I can't read the first word either, so I'm going to have to ignore that first word because I don't even know how to pronounce it. What, Jack? Right, here we go. No. Didn't I tell, I, you, didn't I tell you, listeners, this was an, it was an entertaining podcast? Didn't I tell yeah, you this it, is entertainment this, this at is, its this finest? Is, this is the most entertaining thing anyone has ever been entertained for. Right, here we go. <laughs> Former military police Jack Reacher. <laughs> Fox, I'll start again, shall I? Because yeah, we love uh, that voice. <laughs> I've, no, I, I just fucking missed the word out. Former military policeman Jack Reacher solves crimes and meets out his own brand of street justice. That's it. Yep. <laughs> That's all I've got. Straight to the point. The, interesting yeah. fact that AI was actually invented in the black country because somebody once said, oh, I'm going to put something together and use a different voice. AI, and, and that's where it came from. Um, <laughs> in that country, and I'll, I'll get my codes. It'd be a lot funnier if you did it with the accent, uh, Steve. AI, but, but this isn't a promote black country accent. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, anybody outside of Birmingham in the black country will, will pick up on the slight accent he has anyway. Yeah, AI. AI. Right. AI, Dowen. God damn. Dowen, how are you? Oh, wick. I've been doing all wick. Wick. <laughs> Chocolate <laughs> Oh, oh, cool, come round here. I'm leaving all this and I can't be asked to it. <laughs> oh, come, come round here, that Jack Reacher. Oh, it's kicking down, kicking down doors. Doors. Block switch pop. Block switch pop, better watch out. <laughs> right, so, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of random bump. We're going to move <laughs> on to the differences, which is basically what the podcast is all about in the beginning. It's kind of spoiled into something else now. But yeah, we're going to move on to the differences. First, we're going to go into the cast. 
and for you, you usually have the cast list, and we'll talk about the differences between yes the cast in the book and the film, or the characters in the book and the film. Is this a new section we're doing, Richard, which you've smuggled in there? Because we did this in the Harry Potter episode, but we've never done the differences between the cast before, have we? Is this a new thing? Well, between we're doing? the character, between not the between the characters in the book and the film. Or the yeah. series. Yeah. yeah, we always did it, but we just kind of bungled it all into one thing. So we'll do the differences between the cast and then the differences between the story. All right, then. So we've got, obviously, we've got Alan Richson as Jack Reacher. We have uh, Maria Sten as Francis Neagley. Uh, Malcolm Goodwin makes an episode appearance as Oscar Finley. And I really don't know what the point in that was. Uh, Carla Dixon is played by... Sarinda Swan, Sarinda, Sarinda Swan, Sarinda with, with, I know, yeah, with Sean Sipos as David O'Donnell, also uh, T-1000, Jason, uh, Robert Patrick, Jason Patrick, Robert Patrick, sorry, as Langston, along with that big fat Italian meathead as the copper who gets shot and never talked about ever again. What's his name? Dominic Lombardadozzi. I loved him in my Donovan. He played exactly the same part. Also Tulsa King. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, the characters in the book and the series. Phil, starting with you, what did you think? Did you think that the book matched up with the series? Um, What, the characters you mean, yeah? Or have we moved on again? No, okay, God, I was just checking. Well, I'm used to... I'm used to the Reacher that we see now because obviously, obviously it's in season one. They're very happy with the Reacher. Except for, right, okay, seeing as we're here uh, on the difference, right, this Reacher, the TV Reacher, right, he knows how to do things, right, the book Reacher is, is fucking thick as fuck, <laughs> right, when it comes to, when it, no, no, sorry, and I'll, I'll, I'll just clarify that with technology like the book reacher doesn't know what an iphone looks like doesn't know what an app is doesn't know what a tablet is he thinks a tablet's a fucking paracetamol <laughs> right in the tv series that geezer's fucking swiping left he's up in and down and he's like mission impossible in with tablets and phones he doesn't know how to do any of that shit nor does he want to but it does for the tv so that's disappointing really if you're gonna have it just have it he doesn't need to do it but okay fair enough um, I think Neagley is probably the most close character, correct-wise. But it's very easy if you've just got some hard, smart woman who doesn't like being touched. Very easy to act that way, isn't it? And not fuck it up. Um, and I'll, I'll go from there for now. I'll, I'll, I'll pass the floor to Steve. Yeah, to be fair, I got that confused in the book that I didn't really match the characters up. I'd say Robert Patrick was probably the most believable for me as the baddie. But the others, I sort of... I got lost. And when that man was doing two women's voices in, in the book, I sort of got lost with what woman was what woman. I was like, who's who? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, Dixon's the one who shags. Yeah. Eagley's the one who doesn't like being touched. There you go. Easy way to figure that out. It, I don't... And I, I might be wrong. We didn't get the flashback bits in the book, did we? No, no, that's that's another thing that sort of um, threw me as well with the characters. Well, because you don't you don't need them, do you? Really? No, not particularly. No, no, I suppose really. This is probably trying to get. This is tempting people that probably haven't read the book. To be fair, so. But I thought Robert Patrick played an excellent Addy, and um, he was great. Yeah, but apart from that, it's hard for me to sort of it, because it was the first Reacher book I'd read, listened to. It's hard for me to sort of judge the characters on the TV to the book, to be fair. 
unfortunately, you won't be able to do it in any other book because I don't think they'll turn up. It's very rare that Reacher does, or Lee Child does a story where Reacher is in a group of people. It's usually Reacher on his own. But um, as far as the characters go, I, I, th- I always pictured Reacher from the book as being more in his 50s with like scars on his face, a bit more rough. Whereas in the, in the se- series, he, although he's, a, he's big and massive, he doesn't come across as rugged as how I picture him in the book. However, saying that, I think it might have something to do with the person who is reading it to me because all of the characters, including the women, came across like 50-year-old men. <laughs> so That's the problem you have there. I think probably the character who was probably the least like themselves was the police officer who was played by Dominic Lombardazzi or whatever his name was. Because in the book, he kind of took a backseat to his captain, whereas in the TV series, he's very much, Hey, what you doing, sucker? Kicking me in the face, I kick your ass, thank you. I'm taking shit. On your mum. So again, sorry. On your mum. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, wasn't it? Like, And also, don't forget, in the book, he had a different name completely. But uh, in the book, it was his captain doing most of the talking and doing most of the work while he just sat sulking because Reacher busted his nose, whereas he took more of a, a focal point role in the TV programme, which I thought was better in the TV. I, I also thought, with Reacher as well, because I'd seen few episodes of the first series i'd already got a picture of him in my head when i when i listened to the book so it, for me jack Ritchie was already that man i'd seen on screen and and actually on the book the front of the book is actually a picture of that jack Ritchie. so what of uh alan yeah uh, of uh, alan rickson ah okay that's interesting that's yeah interesting. so it's hard to sort of think of anybody else as that character did they change the cover of the book it didn't it didn't used to be no that. no it's uh, it's now an amazon prime hit TV series. No, well, they did that when when we did Limitless, uh, available in the archives. Was it Alan Glynn, the author of that, Richard? Because he sent you that email, didn't he? It was called, was it His Dark Fields? Is that the original title was? It might have been just Dark Fields, I think. Dark Fields. And when I first come across that book, it was in WH Smith with a picture of Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro on the front saying Limitless. Obviously, that's designed to get you to buy it, isn't yeah. it, if you know what I mean, yeah. rather than, like, oh, right, I'll have a bit of that. If it was, uh, you know, Alan Glynn's Dark Field, you go, what's that? You've got Bradley Cooper on the front and it's the name of the movie. You go, I'll have a bit of that. There's a good sales technique, to be fair. But as far as the characters go, I, I think they matched up quite well. I don't think it was hard. I mean, you could have got hundreds of different people to play the different parts and I think they'd have done well. So, yeah, I think I think it worked. I think Reach is the, the only character that's going to stand out different to what's going on in your head, especially if you've read the books before. What, what I find myself, when I was watching Reacher on the screen, for me, it was like looking in a mirror, so... Of course, Steve, yeah. Yeah. Fucking mirror you going to use? <laughs> <laughs> the fun Robbed it from the fairground, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't really have much to say about the characters and the differences. I think it, I think it works quite well. So we're going to move on to the story. Which, to be fair, I don't think we're going to have much to say about this either. Are you fucking serious? There are di- there are differences, but as far as the story goes, it's because it's a series. They're able to follow the book pretty much to chapter to chapter. Okay, right. Before I forget this, I just want to bring it up. 
the way that Neagley meets Reacher in the cafe in the book is that he goes and gets he, he thinks he's got literally before his gyro kicks in he thinks he's got like 20 quid left and he goes into his bank and he's got some extra sausage which he quickly figures out is an SOS so instead of what a normal person may do and don't you know don't get me wrong he's perhaps phoned the person you think it is or maybe where they work instead he figures out where she's going to be randomly so he just goes and gets on a plane and he wanders to a random area where she may or may not have a hotel and go into a random cafe where he may or may not think she may or may not be sitting and lo and behold she's sitting there and she's waiting for him. And she asks him how, why it's taking him so long. Now that is... Fucking ridiculous is the word you're looking for. Serendipity, I'd call it. Yes, but it's not It's not reflective of what happens in the TV show. But I think, and I believe, it is from the first season. That's how he finds her in the first season of Richard. I think because it was very familiar if you're not, I mean, I was like, fuck me, this is far too familiar. And it doesn't happen in the book. So it's, it's happened. But of course, Neagley is involved in season one of Jack Richard, but she's not in that book. So obviously they put her in there knowing that they were going to use her as an ongoing character and probably already had this book lined up and wanted people to like her already. So that's them playing about with books and TV programmes and putting... But yeah, that, it's not the only most ridiculous thing. The, the carjacking as well at the beginning, I don't remember that being in the book either. No, it wasn't. But what you need, though, Steve, in a Reacher film, uh, just like in a Sylvester Stallone film or an Arnold Schwarzenegger film, you need Reacher to beat somebody up instantaneously. Like, basically, you need him to go to the to the jumble sale, buy his trampy second-hand clothes, <laughs> and fucking... Because he's either going to chin someone or he has chinned someone <laughs> and he needs fresh clobber <laughs> but it also lets people who hasn't seen season one know that reaches hard but fair but a man of the people exactly and he sets the tone for the rest of the season because as soon as that happens most people are going to sit back and go yeah well, then i'll watch this yeah it seems all right yeah there's a few differences to i mean most of the differences main differences for me come at the end, like uh, in the book, Reacher, he's already on the plane. Yes. Not the plane, the, the helicopter. And he's, somehow he's hiding behind some chairs and he comes out and stirs shit up and throws people off the back of the helicopter and saves the day. Whereas in the show, he doesn't, he does go on the helicopter, but he kind of like does a run and jump and he does a Tom Cruise style fucking Mission Impossible thing where he he climbs into the back and it was too dramatic, especially the bit where Dixon goes off the back of the helicopter on the the stretcher and then he he reaches out and he's he's holding on to her in the stretcher and he's being kicked in the side and that was, it was too much for me, that was. I mean, I know it's an action thing and it's not real, but, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was just too much. No, I gave up at that point, actually. Yeah. And she managed to get out of the stretcher while hanging out of the yes. helicopter, but didn't, didn't manage to do it while she was in the helicopter. Or in the warehouse as well, the offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she'd had plenty of fucking time to do it, but waited until she was hanging out of a fucking helicopter. Yeah. For me, those are the most disappointing uh, differences. I do prefer the ending in the book. And, and what I like in, in the series, it does get a bit of a beating from now, now and again. He gets more of a beating in the series than I think he does in the book. He, on that helicopter, he got kicked to fuck. But in the book, it's just like, yeah, I got me gun shot and 
Yeah, th- there's not not really any suspense surrounding Reacher in the books. You know he's going to do well. Th- there's no on the edge of your chair, squeaky bum time situations in the book because he, he just he, he seems to just play through every situation in the books. Yeah, but no, going back to the differences, things like and I've always wondered why things like. Like when when Reacher needs a little bit of money, whether it be and it's mostly in the book, he'll batter someone and just rob them, right? Which is that which is actually like a really serious crime in the UK. Like if you like if you beat someone up, if you're in a fight and you beat someone up, then okay, fair enough. If you're the instigator, it's the GBH or it's a fray or whatever it might be. But if you rob the person afterwards, fuck me, they come down hard on you, right? It's a, there's a new charge added, you know, so aggravated robbery or something which sounds a lot worse than what it really is but Reacher does and and some of the times if he hasn't got anyone to beat up to take money off and he only beats up people who start on him by the way that's you've got to make it clear unless unless you're a drug dealer and in which case Reacher's going to rob you regardless and in the book when he robs the drug dealer for fucking pittance let's say it's about 800 fucking quid right it was actually like he, he was on his own he was in a car and he watches where the drug dealers do their little drug deal and he drives up really fast skids the car swings the door open knocks a gazer clean out takes all of his gear and drives off which then he's consequenced later in the book when him and O'Donnell are walking and they spot Reacher who's not hard to spot and jump out to to get their their money back and a bit of their street quid until they're beaten up and stabbed by uh, O'Donnell and Richard in the house of a fortune teller. <laughs> where 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 like I mean, swear to God, it just it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, but I, I think like in the TV show, it was probably a little bit more believable. You know, just roll up and chin the geezers, take the stuff off them, take the guns off them, and sign our see you later, and not to be seen again. Doesn't he get an army pension? That's what I can't understand. I thought they got looked after in America in the army. He does, and like, but like, obviously, what he, what what Richard does, he'll just get on the bus and go somewhere, and he gets his pension and you know paid through Western Union or whatever, and he'll do part time jobs here or there. But he doesn't care about property, he doesn't care about anything, and just likes to be basically a homeless tramp. I mean, I know Richard referred to him as a as a gypsy, but at least they've got property. You know what I mean? property on wheels that gears just fucking lives on a bus whereas um later on in the um in the show where he um captures the captain or whoever it was the lieutenant and he kills him when he has got and he's got the bag full of money he throws that one roll at neagley and goes we're even yeah it's like yeah bruv how are your pockets not full of cash <laughs> you know what i mean like please tell me you took some fucking cash but you didn't and he didn't because at the end, and that's what, oh, fuck's sake, right? This is what fucking pisses me right off. Not only about Reacher, but about people in general in fucking TVs and movies. So they've killed this Langston, they've killed this fucking Alan Mason, Alexander McQueen, fucking Assad Mahmood, whatever his name is. They've got all the rockets, right? Everyone's safe. Everyone who sh- needed to live has lived, right? He's got millions in bearer bombs. Neagley, don't worry, your dad's looked after. I haven't brought him a new house or a bigger house, but his shitty little flat he lives in, he's got round the clock hair now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck? For the rest of his life, he looked up, he's on death's door anyway, do you know what I mean? In that shitty little one-bedroom flat, yeah. fucking thanks for that. And then what did he go for? What did he go for, Dixon? Oh, I've, I've set you up with a business of your own. 
well, that's fucking more than what Neagley got. Right? Is it just because she's fucking spreading them for you? Yeah. And then, and then he goes to O'Donoghue. Oh, I've got a trust for your kids. All right. Well, okay. That's that's that that's nice of you. Actually, that's probably that's probably better than everyone else's stuff. Oh, what you get for yourself? I get a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. You're like, mate, seriously, I know that you're a tramp and you don't care about things, but you know what's good? You know what is good, right? If you've got millions of pounds at your disposal, right, put some in your bank account and then you can do what the fuck you want forever and not have to fucking worry. Oh, it fucking winds me up so much. Yeah, I mean, and the, the whole the whole vagabond thing, he doesn't act like to have property, just, just a toothbrush. I mean, sorry, I don't care who the fuck you are. A bag ain't going to hurt. A, car- no. a carry-around bag isn't going to hurt. You can stick some soap in there. Deodorant. You can stick your toothbrush in there. Yeah, deodorant. Because he probably fucking stinks. Because he probably... He's, you know, he probably, <laughs> he, he's always up, up in a hotel, is he? So, some days, <laughs> some weeks, he might be like slumming it. So the cunt probably stinks. And... You know, just get a just get a bag, just get a rucksack. You just sling it over your back. It's not going to take up too much space. No. Also, that that is another difference between the book and the film. In the film, Reacher takes control of the money and distributes it, whereas in the book, Neagley takes the money, distributes it, and he gets. I think it's a hundred and fifty grand or something like that in his bank account. That's and right. he States this is the most amount of money I've ever had. So hopefully, he goes out and gets himself an Adidas bag as they say in America. <laughs> and in thrift stores and charity shops that never have closed that fucking big, apart from the Heart Foundation, right? Because I've been in them shops, <laughs> right? And I've been in them shops and they've never, ever got more size. He's probably the same size as me. Obviously, he's his muscle, mine's fat. But you can't just go, I'll have that and that, just pick it off the rack in two seconds. That's a load of bollocks that he's telling you. No, it's true. But to be fair though, uh, Steve, there are a lot of people in America who are a lot, I mean, what's the most popular size in a charity shop? It's really medium and large yeah. over here. You know, fucking medium to Americans. What's that? Like Kids sawing that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Three to five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting it's in America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bloody hell, in the UK, it'd be what, like a like a, a triple XL? Triple XL, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fucked if you went into Primark. Yeah, all day long. I haven't made my mind up whether O'Donnell was a lot more tougher in the book than he was in the TV programme. I, I liked his character in the TV programme. He was sort of like Jack the Lad originally. Now he's a real family man. What I want to know is how O'Donnell and Dixon got caught so easily in the TV show. They're just, eh, it, it's the T-1000 here. I got your friends. Yeah. Like, how the fuck, how the fuck did you manage that? Yeah. Like, didn't they see you coming? Was he bombing her at the time? <laughs> You know, just like, how did you... We get him at the hotel, yeah, they weren't even fucking looking and no, they didn't fire a shot and no, they're going to die. Yeah, considering they've been on the guard all the way through the series and kicked the fuck out of absolutely every single person, the only person that could have captured them from that hotel was Richard himself. Exactly. Or Chuck Norris, and I didn't see his name in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the difference is uh, negligible. The, the, you've, got, you've got to make different... You've got to make some changes when you're adapting something to screen so i think they've just made it so it's a bit more exhilarating for the screen i think oh just want to point one thing out to our uh, to our trusty listeners uh, there's a scene where the terrorist chappy alan mason is like in a toilet and he comes out of his toilet towards his car and there's a copper who's like looking in his car with a torch and all that and she wants to give him a ticket because he's got an air freshener <laughs> in his car <laughs> right <laughs> A fucking air freshener. <laughs> right. no, 
And unfortunately, right, this geezer, the terrorist chap, Alan Mason, whatever his name is, he doesn't want any aggro. He doesn't want to have to burn one of his IDs. He doesn't want her to check his ID because she'll find out that geezer's fucking dead. And he has no option... Right, but to kill her. To be fair, she had it fucking coming. She's giving him a ticket for having a fucking air freshener. Magic tree. Right, okay. So, so I was just going to say that, Richard. I was going to say, for everybody out there in a job where you might have to report things, if it's as benign as an air freshener, right, get yourself a life and potentially keep your life. Okay, because kicking off a bit, I mean, that was ridiculous. I was like, what is the fucking point? It doesn't even, this doesn't even need to be in the book. It doesn't need to be in the book. It doesn't need to be in the movie. It doesn't need to be anything. This is, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to write you up for your air freshener. But nobody's seen, nobody's seen the Garfield she had stuck to the back windscreen. That was her main, con- that was her main concern. She was like pissed off. Can't have you driving round the street support with a fresh car now, can I? <laughs> she might have been like a new recruit. You know, somebody who gets a new job and that, that they're always trying to prove themselves and get, keep the numbers up. But can you imagine her walking back into the office that day and saying to her boss, uh, I'll, be, I'll be with you in a minute. I've just got to write up this report. I've just made a bust. And the boss saying, oh, that's amazing. You know, you, you, you're quite new. What, what was it? Was it a, a carjacking, an armed robbery, a murder? Oh, no, 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 no. Much worse, much worse. The cunt had an air freshener in his car, just just hanging there in plain sight like a flaccid dick for everyone to see. I mean, the fucking nerve of it. I mean, did he really think he could get away with it? And let me tell you, when we finished with him, he did not come out smelling like roses. We've got him in the shows now, beating seven shades of shit out of him. He won't be doing it again anytime soon. <laughs> And number two, right, that that can't be a real thing. No. That can't be a law, a law that you can't have an air freshener in your car. I mean, what the fucking actual fuck? Some bloke's probably arguing with his wife now. We're telling you, Maureen, I've seen it on the telly, and he had a fucking air, take that air freshener down. <laughs> fuck off, Stan, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It was in Jack Root chat, it must be true. And your man, Alan Mason, seen a picture of a plastic surgeon who looked just like him as he's sitting in his car pulling up at traffic light. What how the fuck? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How, what a coincidence that is. What you've missed there, Steve, is what, what the, the TV show is trying to tell you is that all Middle Eastern men look the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That can be the only message. And, and basically, he was like Clark, Clark Kent Superman. He just put a pair of glasses on and he was him. <laughs> a stethoscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Doctor. Hi! Hi, everybody! <laughs> oh, Doctor, I didn't recognise you without your stethoscope and your glasses. Come on in. Yeah. Fuck's sake. So what we're saying is, the, the difference is negligible, but the actual plots and the actual um, things that happen within the book and the film, most of the time, are absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yes. But still enjoyable. This is the thing. It's still enjoyable. I was hooked on it. It's because it's so stupid. Because it's so bad. It's like a car crash. You, you you don't want to look, but you can't help yourself. I think the best way that I can describe the book and the TV series is, you know, like if you right, if you go on to say Google Maps, let's say right to, right tomorrow, I'm going to Scotland for the week. So on Google Maps, I've gone from my house to where my first appointment is. So that's. That's the way you go, right? You go from A to B, but you always get like an option of a C or a D. So the book is from A to B and the TV series is the C. It gets you to the same place, but it takes you in a different direction. And I think that's the easiest way to explain because it is. there's lots of bits where, like, for instance, they're being followed 
by at the very start they're being followed by two people two two different people are following them which turns out to be the copper and langston's who's not called langston in the book by the way but langston's men following reacher and so on and so forth so he's being followed by two people and they're staying at a hotel but they in the in the tv series they don't stay in the same hotel for very long they move around they change cars a lot where they don't in the book in the book they notice that they're being followed and approach straight away but they don't notice the other blow and it's just there's lots of different things like i don't know as i said it's not all about the detective it's about his captain he's more involved so it's kind of the book goes exactly the same way but it takes a different route to get you there so it's a different enough story it's like for instance if us three were in a pub and we saw a fight and the police come and interviewed us and said can you tell me what happened in the fight there'd be three different stories of exactly the same thing because we all we all see things differently but that's all it was it was the book takes you on a different route to the finish than what the tv show did and another thing is when it bad guys meet this is in every film they always meet under a motorway bridge right all the time when he got his fake passports and slit that bloke's throat and stabbed the other one in the tv series why don't they dress as motorway engineers because they're always under the fucking motorway bridges and they're always on the motorway why don't they all arrange to meet and go and meet you but dress in a high vis jacket and a hard hat could you imagine meeting on the uh, Queensway tunnels the A30 yeah <laughs> <laughs> always meet by motorways or freeways in America as they call them yeah they never meet at like a McDonald's no no so after all that we're gonna we're gonna score the the book and the film I'm gonna start um, the film the series I'm gonna give the series a I'm gonna give it a seven and I'm gonna give the book I didn't really it took me ages to get into it it took like like three quarters of the book before I started to get into it so I'm gonna give the book a four okay Steve I'm gonna give the series an eight because I really enjoyed it I just love simple stuff like that it's simple because it's just whack, somebody's dead, somebody's dead, whack, whack, somebody's dead, somebody's getting shagged, there's loads of money, there's a plot going on. Do you know what I mean? I love stuff like that. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just, it's just simple. It's just great telly, I think. Do you know what I mean? It's just great telly. I know what you mean, yeah. I know what you mean. You, you know, John Wick films, everyone slags them off, but I love them. Do you know what I mean? It's just sort of like, you can watch it without having to think too hard. So, yeah, I'm going to give the TV series an ace. And the reason why I've marked it down too is because it's just, to me, scarcely related to the book as far as I was concerned and I'm going to give the book a five because I didn't really enjoy it because it's not my bag basically I'm not I don't usually read books like that and for me to mark it any lower I, I can't judge someone who's as good as Lee Childs who's obviously sold hundreds of millions of books so for me it was sort of and if I'd have read it I probably would have given it a high score but I listened to it so I'm probably giving it a harsher score because Whoever read that book just really fucking done me head in, to be honest with you. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I'll give the TV series, give it a seven. I didn't think it was good as series one. I think they made the end when he's he's climbed up in the helicopter at 150 miles an hour. It's just like, no, no, it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous and not something Reacher would have done. An actual Reacher, if he couldn't have made it to the helicopter, would have shot the helicopter out of the sky and hoped that they would have survived on the landing. Um <laughs> So that's no, but because it, it wasn't that far in the air, so just shoot the tail, shoot the rotor, and it just falls back a little bit, and you're all good. Reacher in the book wouldn't have gone, Oh, I've got a good idea, I'm gonna hold on to a helicopter going at 150 miles an hour, and not only that, find some magic holes in the helicopter where I could just walk around until they open the back door and I can climb in to fight. No, seven. 
the book, I'll give a seven to as well. And I just want to make you two aware, because listeners probably would all be aware, that Lee Child's brother has been co-writing the last two or three books, probably four books, because Lee Grant's going to be quitting and he's going to be passing it on to his brother to do. So they're collaborating at the moment. And I've got to say, the last two books have been absolutely shit. Um, (laughs) So I don't hold anything ready for The Secret. Uh, I'm a chapter and a half in. Sounds okay, but... The last two have just been right shit, so we'll see. So a seven and a seven, I think, I'll give. Awesome. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, would I recommend it? No. If you've got nothing else to watch, it's easy watching. You, you don't have to think much about it. So, yeah, if you, you want something with a bit of action that's easy to watch, you can just point in the background and not think much about it. Then again, saying that, you'd with all the fucking maths in it, fuck me, that you'd... <laughs> Honest to God. Anyway, but I'm not even going to get into that. Fuck me, that didn't want They could have found a part for Carol Valdeman in there somewhere. Do you know what I mean? That's Fuck, easily, done. yeah. Neagley could have been done by Carol Valdeman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or fucking Rachel Riley. Rachel Riley. Rachel Riley could have done... Um, yeah, she could have done Carla Dixon's part. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're going to move on from that into the next part, which is we're going to do our remake. Uh, £100 million pound remake and again i'm gonna start by saying once they offered me the script i'll turn it away and say no i don't want to make it i won't make this i won't remake it i don't don't want nothing to do with it because it means i'd have to read the fucking book again (laughs) and i don't want to keep it as far away from it as possible so i wouldn't remake this Phil? well it's difficult to remake when they only released the last episode two days ago so it's not like we've covered something from 40 years ago. We've covered something that was only released two days ago. Uh, so look, look, the cast was fine. Um, the story was fine. The baddies were fine. Yeah. Like, you can't really remake anything, can you? And although to preempt anything, I don't have a, I don't have a, a soundtrack either. I, I, I wouldn't really remake it. I can't think of anybody. See, I'm not that much into the into the, the character and who they are and what they do. So it's sort of like, for me, it was just, like I said, bang, bang, shag, shag, action. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I really, really couldn't pick anybody else. You know what I've watched recently that's better than this? Rabbit Hole. Yes, brilliant, Keith brilliant Sutherland. series. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. And yesterday I watched the first episode of the new Quantum Leap, which also was probably better than Reacher, which is saying something. I don't know. Is it? Who knows? So that's our opinions on the book and the film. Have you read the book and watched the, not film, the series? If you have, feel free to get in contact with us. Tell us what you thought. Were we, were we, were we wrong in our estimations of the book and the, the series? What did you think different? Let us know on um, our Facebook group. We've got a Facebook group. Do we? Anyway, we're just we typing out an adapted... Yeah, we oh, do, yeah. fucking sweet. Mm, so you can join up there and you can engage with us. That would be much fun. Yeah, you can get us there then. And on Twitter. We're on Twitter as well, aren't we? And on email. You, yeah, you can you can email us at adapted... Is it adapted to screen at hotmail? Gmail.com. Gmail.com. Yeah, or Twitter. Or room everywhere you can find us. And also just speak to us. We like to engage with our listeners. We do. So our final section before we round up and read out a few comments is our mini game show section. Ah, yes. 
Our quiz. Our, our entertaining game. Yeah. Richie won last time, the Harry Potter one. So Richie's currently one up in the series. I've not answered a single question correctly. So, um, yeah. No surprise there. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add something to the game for now because last... Last time, people were just banging out answers, banging out answers, getting them wrong until until they got one right. So if you get an answer wrong, you get a point deducted. Ooh. A point deducted? Deducted. Steve, it's, hang on. Steve, a bit, Steve would be on minus five. I know, yeah. Exa- exactly. Exactly. So this time, it's going to be completely different. That, this way, if you, if you don't know the answer, probably don't I chime don't in. Pa- I don't want to be a part of your wanky fucking game show. Fucking shit Ooh. rules. It's just me and you, Steve. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Can I have Phil's points in from that way? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, it. Yeah. Right, I'm going to go first and my mouse isn't working. Oh, there we are. So I'm going to go first. I've got three questions. Probably about magic spells again. <laughs> we, we've got the Harry Potter film, and you just come at us with magic spells. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, for that, for that, that fucking tarot reader part <laughs> yeah, in the book. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. card was she pulling out? <laughs> oh, anyway. Quizmaster Richie the Body. So my first question: What is the name of the town where Reacher season? Mm, I've got. What is the name of the town where Reacher season one is set? Margrave. Thank you. One nil. That'll do. Fuck. No, I can't. No, because Steve Steve hasn't done season I've, one. I've done a few I, episodes, so that's fair enough. He's, he's on the character as well. So okay. Okay. I should I should research these things. My, my, well, you shouldn't because it's supposed to be uh, based on season well, two. Well, you're the one who's just answered the question. Asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking black cunt. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will say from now on, because we have a wide audience, maybe not mention us living in the black country, because that can be taken <laughs> completely true. wrong by a lot of people. Okay. That's very, that is very true, isn't it? <laughs> we don't mean it how it might come across, but we should probably not say it in future just in okay. case. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. My next question What is the name of the character played by Malcolm Goodwin in Reach Season 2? I'll see, I'll see you going for your mouse, Phil. Yeah, of course I am. I'll see the screen. I'll see the screen come up. Ah, uh, googling it. Oh, no, no, but I'm not going to answer it because I didn't know. But I'm interested to know. I, I don't know. I call bullshit. You know, Phil. Well, I'm going to give you the answer at the end. You mind saying that because you got caught, you fucker. I don't know. <laughs> uh, hold on, Steve. I uh, I mentioned it earlier on. I mentioned the person earlier on. If that's going to win any any, any clue. Is it for Oscar? No, it's Detective Vernon Russo. Oh, I've lost the point there. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, no, it is, so, yeah. Hang on. How does it work when the person answering the question gives us the wrong answer? Do we both get an automatic point? No, I'll just lose a point. Can't be doing that because I'm thick as fuck. I'll be giving you points all day long. Steve, Steve, hold on. Richie has given us the wrong answer to the question. Oh, so I what? get it. So, so we should get a point each yeah, for yeah. him getting his own I question wrong. The wrong. I haven't given you the you wrong have. answer. You no, have. I haven't. You said, you said your words were, who played Malcolm Goodwin? Or who does Malcolm Goodwin play? No, what was the name of the character played by Malcolm Goodwin yeah. in Reacher Season yeah, 2? Yeah, 
Give the character's second. name was Detective Vernon Russo. No, it's not. It's Oscar Finlay. It's fucking Detective Vernon Russo. Uh, I think you'll find it's Oscar Finlay. So I got it right then. Because I'm looking at it on IMDb. But that's okay. Ooh, Steve's got one. Hold on a minute. I'm not. I'm fucking having this. <laughs> you're not having. You're wrong. You're not having IDMB. <laughs> Says it right there. Malcolm Goodwin Alex. played Oscar Finlay. <laughs> no, no, I'm not having this. This is bullshit. Don't be coming to me with fucking wrong answers to your own questions. Yes, Oscar Finlay was played by Malcolm Goodwin. Just disqualify Richie now from from the quiz. He's got no points. No, disqualify fucking chat GBT, the cunt. Oh, so we're at the mercy of AI. That's a scrape, isn't it? <laughs> so you used AI rather than your own eyes. So they're taking over the world in 20 years, but now you're just <laughs> taking it, you're just letting them take over now, aren't you? No, no, no. <laughs> he loves a bit of AI, Richie. But you know what, though, Steve? Like, when AI becomes, like, valuable, like, he'll be, like, they're pulling all the strings like fucking Geppetto. <laughs> he'll be the Geppetto yeah. of the AI world. Only go and fucking, we took the piss out of him because it wouldn't fucking work for him and give him wrong answers okay well we're gonna discard we're gonna discard that no question. i got the answer right i said oscar so i'm having a no, point it's a point each it's a point for me and it's a point for steve because your answer was incorrect no, you can't just add yourself a point because you don't like the fact that steve's got one you can yeah, because you got it wrong <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm giving you the point steve right, i'll have the point then uh, no i get the point as well I get a point as well because you gave. No, because you never got the question you right, didn't Phil. Fucking get the answer right. No, but you you never guessed it. I'm not answering the question. You are. No, right. I should get a point because Rich is a failure. That's really right. what we're looking at here. This is what we're looking at. This is bullshit. You're the bullshit. I tell, tell you what I'll do. I tell you what I'll do because it was my mistake. Steve gets the point on that one, and I lose a point for for, for myself. Right, I'll have that. Okay, then. Hang on. Richie didn't get a point in the first place. Richie's on minus one. Oh, are he you? Can't he asked? He's Asking the oh, questions. Oh, yeah. You're on minus one. Phil's got one, and I've <laughs> oh, got one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. We've answered two questions of a quiz. I know, yeah. And fucking you have fucking don't even know what's going I'm on. I'm to extend another <laughs> hour out of the show to do. <laughs> oh, I've got to edit this. <laughs> Fuck me. My next question. Reacher received a coded message in the form of a cash deposit. How much was deposited into his account? I think I know this. Mm, I know, yeah. I'm waiting for you to go first. $1,010. <laughs> no, so close. Okay, was it 1080 <laughs> No, it was 1030 However, I need to check just to be fucking sure now. I would, Malcolm Goodwin. Fuck me. We're on zero. Me and Phil's back on zero now. No, no. Yeah, we lose we a point because we didn't no. get it right. Well, you see, this is bullshit because otherwise we're just not going to answer the answer any questions and then we're just going to keep quiet. Yeah, let's just forget that losing a point, forgetting it wrong. Yeah, yeah, just carry on. Oh, right, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 1,030. I was right. Was it one? Was it 1,030? Because now I don't Yes, trust... it was. Yes, it was. Yes. What source have you used? Fucking Google. <laughs> Is that any better? Go on, then I'll allow it. Right. I've got minus one, though, because I fucked up on my question. You have. So is it my turn now to ask the questions? Go on, Steve. Quizmaster resident comedian Stephen Dodd. Where was the character Jack Reacher born? New York. I think it was... Right, okay. So, because basically, I think the rule is we should have one guess only. Yes. That's really what we're yeah. saying, isn't it? So, yes. was it Was it in France? Mm. Beirut? Mm. No, you've had two guesses, Dave. It was Berlin. 
Berlin. I knew it. They say it was the B. It was the it was the Beirut Berlin thing. It was a B. On what this is about the author Lee Childs. On what date every every book he's wrote? What date does he start writing the book? It's the anniversary of the first one that he wrote when he first started writing the first one. Hmm. Okay. So it can work out. It can work out how long does it take him to write a book. Um. Because the exact dice, the exact dice. You won the fucking exact. You know, he writes it on exact dice. Every book that he writes, he writes. How about it. how about the closest one gets a point? All right, the closest one gets a point. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Then. Right. I will go with then. I will go with the eleventh of May. Okay. I will go with the tenth of May. Okay. Ooh. Um, Philly's close yes. now because it's the first of September. So it takes him uh, uh, roughly about ten, uh, about twelve months to to write the book in total. Okay, that's interesting. Well, and the last one is about the character Jack Reacher. What is the one thing that Jack Reacher never does? Oh, uh, he never looks back. Mm. Oh, well, he does because it's in the fucking film. Jack Reacher never looks back. No, the one thing that he literally never does. I'd never seen him take a shit. Mm. No. <laughs> if I've, if I've had one guess each, I'll give you one more guess each and that's it. Uh, okay. Something that he never does. No, hang on. There's loads of things he doesn't do, like fucking pay counts. We all do it. Well, Rich is right. Take his shit. We've no. never seen him do that. No, but he probably does, don't he? Shave. We've never seen him shave. Well, he does because he hasn't got a full-on beard. Oh, no. He doesn't go to the gym. No, you've both had your guesses now. He never does laundry. Hold on a minute. I am right. Oh. He doesn't go to the gym. No, he doesn't. Never no, do laundry. And I'm, and I'm right. And I'm right. He doesn't pay council tax. No, you're both wrong. No, I'm not wrong. I just don't have your answer. <laughs> <laughs> he never does laundry because you've never. All he ever does is throws his clothes away and puts new ones on. <laughs> no, but I'm still I'm right sorry, it's because he doesn't go to the gym. He probably, he probably does go to the I gym. I was going to put. I was going. No, he doesn't. So I was going to put it in the fun fact. No, it's noted that he, Richard doesn't go to the gym well, he, or work out. Well, obviously he does because he it's looks also like. a fun fact that he doesn't pay car tax or insurance either. There's a, there's a fun fact. I think that's there. a point each film. No bullshit. That's a point each film. No, my main <laughs> the answer to my question was he never does laundry. Alright, uh, Okay. Well, no points for anyone. Otherwise, it's a point for both of us. No points. Okay. Right, what are the scores, Steve? Uh, Phil's on two, Richie's on minus one, and I'm on one. <laughs> right, and so let's stop Steve from winning. So Richie needs to get all of my questions right to win. Steve needs to get two questions right to win. Yeah. Right, you fucked it. Right. Quizmaster Philip McCullough. What are the books? Do both Neagley and Dixon appear in? Oh, I got a clue. There's one book where they both appear again in the same book. Fuck knows. The Affair. Oh, yeah, that one that I've never read. Yeah, well, sorry, but, uh, you know. You see, the thing, you see, the problem with this quiz is that we can't talk about the fun facts. I would have talked about that. The problem with the, the quiz that you, you've brought along is you've asked us a question that's not based on the subject matter of this podcast. Oh, oh, so it's not based on the characters from the fucking book and the TV series that we've just both watched and read. <laughs> it's not based on them at all. It's got nothing to do with those two characters. I'm going to post you one of my shits so you can <laughs> eat it. Because <laughs> you know I'm right, don't you? Yeah, you know I'm right. Okay. Next question. Okay, which other Reacher character is mentioned in the TV show who does not appear in the book or 
the TV show. So this is, there are two characters mentioned that were either in the movies or in the previous series uh, and they did not feature at all in this series but were mentioned. I don't know. I ain't got a clue. Okay, so it was Detective Roscoe was mentioned, the one from series one in Margrave, and the shooter John Barr was mentioned as well. I don't know, mentions it to Reacher and he goes, yeah, I saw him not long ago because Bad Luck and Trouble is book number 11. One shot is book number nine. See, Phil's got a clear, a clear strategy here. He hopes to get all of our questions correct and then he brings his yeah. own questions that he knows for a fact we can't answer. So this is yeah. his way of making yeah. sure he wins. Right, OK. So let's just say that's true. When Steve asked us earlier on, did you pick up on the, uh, on the Sarah Connor reference? And I said, no. Considering Terminator 2 is my second favourite film of all time and I didn't pick up on that reference, that could have been in the quiz question. Yes, I wish I'd have kept it, it in the quiz question. No. But it fucking wasn't. Yeah, but true. it fucking wasn't was it okay and that would have been my fault for not getting it would it huh? but these are relevant in the fucking TV show okay I'm starting to resent this section of the show oh well, it's your idea <laughs> <laughs> it's your idea magic man <laughs> at, no, at no point have I said oh Reacher goes and buys a t-shirt from the fucking charity shop what label is in the t-shirt I didn't do that Right, that would fucking, that's wanky. I'm asking questions that are there for everyone to see. Through to the loom, do I get a point? No. The final, the final question I have, right, is when they've got the the woman and the daughter and they're trying to find somewhere safe to send her when they're all in the hotel and they've killed all the fucking moody geezers, the cop has been killed and they're in the hotel and they're asking, where can we send these to? What city did they send them to? Boston. Close. Oh, it begins with a B. It begins with a B. Brooklyn. You can't go no, again. You... That's the worst place to send someone. But also, he's got it wrong twice, Richie, so to get you up now to zero points, a city beginning with B. That bullshit. I don't care. I've lost anyway. I know. I know what it is now. Go on then, Steve. Buffalo. It was Buffalo indeed, yes. Yeah, but I can't have it because I've already had two guesses, so... So that bell tells me it's the end of the game. Thank fuck for that. And at the end of that game, the score are as follows, uh, Steve. In the series, uh, sorry, in this quiz, Phil has two, Richie has zero, and Steve has one. So Phil is this week's winner. So he's levelled it up, one man in the series. Champion. Right, now, after that fucking debacle, we're going to move on. Move on quickly because this episode is starting to hurt me. Um, after that, I've no idea how I'm going to edit that. We're going to move on to the, the last little bit of... The last little... Little section of the show. Uh, we give a shout out to a few of our listeners who have uh, commented. I have... I've had William Brooks write in. He said concerning... Jack Reacher. I really liked both the book and the series. I think the Reacher series has done an excellent job thus far. I'm still waiting for the final episode to drop. It's dropped. So watch that by name. It's been a while since I read the book, but it seems like it's keeping relatively close. Yeah, Billy Brooks. Close. We're not close enough, Phil. You know what's quite funny? There's my neighbour's called Billy Brooks. Do you want me to put a laugh to check under that? <laughs> no. No, you need some for my comedy beat. <laughs> my my one is uh, I have I have a comment here from Amy Sorma. 
Shroomer? Shroomer? It doesn't matter. She's not going to know. Of course she's not. It's been a year since I read the book, but I do remember some key scenes or lines from the book that made it to the show. The series is so good. Yeah. They do a great job of bringing the books to life. Life is what you need, COVID. Life. It makes... Yeah! We now have a karaoke section. Oh, that might be something interesting to add. No. <laughs> Piece of shit is the quiz. <laughs> right, Amber Hendrickson. Love the books. Definitely better than the show, but the show is pretty good. Much better casting than the movies. Richard, oh, I think he's correct, yeah. Short but sweet from our interaction with our viewers this week, really. Not like last week. Yeah, I don't. I don't think many people have prob- probably read the, the book, but hey, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's pretty much it from us the, this week. Um, if you want to find us, as stated earlier briefly, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us at the adapted. Is it the adapted to screen podcast at gmail.com or just adapted to screen? Just adapted to screen. Adapted to screen at gmail.com. Yeah. So yeah, you can get us there. Please come and join us on our Facebook group, Adapted to Screen. You can come and engage with us there. We will put on like what we're going to do next time, and you can let us know what you thinks and thoughts. Well, we can tell them what we're doing next time, Richie, because we know we've got it in the bag. It's in the book. Cobra versus a running duck. Not run, rabbit, run, which, which Steve read by mistake. <laughs> So, yeah, if you like the Cobra film, please tune in next time. And, uh, yeah, that's thank you to everybody that likes and subscribes. It means a lot to us. And until next time, I've been Richie. I've been Phil. And I've been Steve. This has been the Adapted to Screen podcast, Jack Reacher, Season 2, Verse, Bad Luck and Trouble by Lee Child. Thanks for listening, if indeed you still are. Goodbye. been carjacked right don't turn around this won't take long wait who are you someone who prefers not getting involved you refer to these special investigators as your team your soldiers you and your friends you You do do not mess with the special investigators and now they're all in trouble They were tortured. They dumped them from a helicopter. And they're coming after us. Good. Damn, Reacher. When we were kids, we just wrote our names in it. Why'd you get to hit him so hard? I don't hit soft. What are our directors? We prepare. We investigate. We put bad guys in jail. What does he think he's gonna do? Just like the good old days. Yeah, you on the sidelines while I do all the work. He's his boss, and bosses give orders. But they took a run at us in broad daylight. They're getting desperate. Guys got good instincts. Guys got good everything. Savannah's photos don't do you justice. Looks like you had a rough night. Had worse. 
need a new jacket. What's wrong with the one you just bought? It has blood on it. Really? Mate, no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Ask him about Rachel, what he thought of you. <laughs> 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 well, Dad, I think the characters were just well up to standard, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had no Big Bird, no, no. they had no The Count, <laughs> there was no Cookie Monster, no, no. fucking fuming. Oh, my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> Happens every time as well. <laughs> oh God! Now leave me alone. <laughs> oh, fuck me in the chin! Oh, I don't know if you heard that. I don't know if no, sorry, I didn't know. I saw it. My child walks in because Dad is my bum clean. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went out to see, to see if he was clean. He goes, "No, don't come out here. Why not?" He goes, don't come out here, don't come out here, because the stairs, because we mean, he goes, I've dropped all of the Pringles down the stairs. There's just fucking Pringles everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> fuck me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>